Hi, I'm Jocelyn Kopak, your business bestie, but this is not your normal business podcast. If it affects our daily lives as women, we believe it influences us as badass leaders, business innovators, and CEOs. On this show, we dive into topics never before talked about on an entrepreneurship podcast. So I invite you to grab your cup of tea, a notebook, and get comfy for this episode of the Feminine CEO Lounge. Today, we are actually going to have Aubrey on, and before we bring her on, we're actually going to listen to where she's at in her business and what she's looking for help on, and then, of course, we'll bring her on per usual, so let's quit play. Hey there. So I am um, calling in because I um, own my own business. I have been in business for about six months now, started in May. Um, I am a life coach. And I started out working with people who were experiencing, you know, chaos and overwhelm in their lives, uh, generally with creatives, creative entrepreneurs. Um, And I found over time after working with my first few clients that, you know, what was underneath a lot of that for people when they're feeling overwhelmed in their lives, when they're feeling like they're disorganized is, is not just that they don't have a sense of their priorities, but that, you know, there's some issues there with self-worth. So that's been what I've tapped into more lately is working specifically with millennial women, millennial queer people who are struggling with self-worth and struggling to, you know, pursue their goals and their priorities as a result of that. So, um, you know, I offer individual coaching. Um, I also have recently started a podcast where I'm, you know, working with folks who share questions, things that they're struggling with and um, answer those questions on my podcast. And, you know, what I could really use some help with um, is that, you know, in addition to my business, I do work full time. So I work at a, an education nonprofit and I am a sort of right hand to one of our um, C-level executive leaders. And I love my job. Um, even when I started coaching, I, you know, haven't really had any intention of, of leaving my job. I um, am very grateful that you know, in this job, I'm able to do coaching in addition to this full-time role and, um, you know, feel very supported by all of my colleagues in that. Um, But knowing that it's let me slip into this mindset of, you know, my coaching business being sort of a hobby or a thing on the side that I'm doing. And so as a result, I, you know, I struggle to prioritize it, to give it to give it the weight that it needs. And, um, you know, as a result of that hobby mindset, I also am, you know, not monetizing my coaching, um, the way that I would want to. So could really use some help from, from you on, you know, just how to shift that mindset a little bit and how to, you know, really view my business as a business and not a hobby while also acknowledging that I do want to keep my full-time job. And so I'm not, not yet in a place or not in a place where I'm going to, you know, be able to dedicate all of my time to it or be doing it full time. Awesome. Well, that was a very thorough voicemail and I'm so glad she gave this, gave us all that information just because we were able to kind of just take a peek see into where she's at. And a lot of us started our businesses when we were still working a full-time job. I mean, I was working in corporate America uh, and I had, you know, my agency. Well, at that point, it wasn't even an agency. It was <laughs> like my consultancy or freelance uh, marketing gig on the side. Um, and just by giving it the nurture that I 
that I know it needed as a business. Um, I was able to prep my business for the inevitable when I left corporate America, which actually worked out really well um, because, you know, <laughs> one day we were just all done. We all got laid off. So <laughs> um, I had this business to back me up. Um, but, but more so than anything, I had that business as extra cash. So I had it pre-monetized before it even started. So uh, taking that step back into um, a mindset where you're, it's, it's a hobby. It's a fun thing, which is supposed to be what your business is. As an entrepreneur, you should absolutely love your business. You should like get like joyful and giddy when you get to work on something for your business. Um, obviously within your zone of genius, but work on something for your business, because that means that you're actually doing what you are meant to do. And so if you are that happy with what you're doing in your business, that you'll do it as a hobby and not get paid, then it's going to make it so much easier when you actually are getting paid for <laughs> what you're doing with your business. So we're going to bring Aubrey back on the show here uh, so we can chat with her about her business and what is going on. So hi, Aubrey. Hi, how are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm great. So thank you so much for coming on this podcast and talking about your business. I think the one thing we did miss is what is your business name? Yes, it's Aubrey Henderson Coaching. <laughs> Beautiful. Straight, straight forward and to the point. <laughs> love it. Love it. I know I was listening to your voicemail and as I was talking about it, I kept saying her business and I was like, you know what? I don't know what it is. <laughs> so, okay. So Aubrey Henderson coaching, you've been around since I think you said May of this year. So 2019. So it's about a six month business. Yep. So, um, usually once you hit six months, so you're, you're still not quite in that profitable zone. Um, especially if it is side, uh, to a, a full-time gig or, you know, being a mom full-time or whatever. So, yep. So don't worry about that. It's okay. <laughs> we all have been there and it, it'll go through ebbs and flows where like you're making a lot of money and you're making not a lot. But the main thing that I got from you is it's uh, to you, it's a fun hobby right now. And right now you've got to kind of switch over to actually ideally making some sort of money. So with that, um, you said you were working with creatives for a while there, but now who is your target market? Like who are you? actually talking to when it comes to like your content and your podcast and um, everything else that goes along with that. Absolutely. I mean, I think right now my content is geared toward, um, is geared toward a millennial audience, particularly millennial women and queer folks. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, and mainly the messages are around, um, you know, issues of self-worth, um, and so, yeah, those are, those are kind of my main focus areas right now. And what's interesting is I still do have a lot of folks in that umbrella that engage with my content that are those creatives or creative entrepreneurs. Um, yeah. Well, I think even, I mean, speaking as a creative entrepreneur myself, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, always wondering, like, I'm going to put this out here. Like I'm going to hand, you know, this, this, thing that took me time and energy and knowledge and love and if you don't like it <laughs> you don't like me right it's a it's, right. a it's a intermixing thing because um you know if you are creative you are putting a piece of yourself in stuff that you create right absolutely you're you're it's an extension of your body pretty much so no i get why self-worth could really create um like a ripple effect through any creative entrepreneur's business that's just how that works right yeah. so um originally you were working with creatives with uh, organization and processes right and so now you're working with them through self-worth so what are you talking with usually what what 
like main pain points are they finding? I mean, obviously self-worth, worth, but are there any specific types that you're running into over and over again that you're like, huh, this is, this is definitely, um, you know, one of the main problems when it comes to self-worth? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I mean, ultimately, when I first started out, it was, and you know, some of my, like I said, my business has been around about six months. So I have some of the same clients now that I had at first. It's yeah, of the course. And and I, so. I would expect you to. Good job. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, and so, you know, as, um, as I was speaking with folks, you know, initially it was kind of that uncovering, which is, you know, part of what coaching is, is you're uncovering kind of what the root concerns are for people. And so, pretty much for everybody it was, and you know, my, my business tagline is that, and initially this was true and it's, I still think it works really well for me and kind of like my brand, um, is that I help people get their shit together. Yeah. And so I, you know, initially that was what people came to me for. Like I, you know, I totally need to get my shit together. And in talking with them about like, okay, well, what does that mean? It was like, I'm terrible with money. I, you know, things like that. Like I'm terrible with money. I like can't get a grip on my money. And when you peel back the layers of what that means, it ultimately means like I have this story I'm telling about myself that I'm terrible with money because I don't believe that I deserve to earn more money. I don't believe that I'm capable of spending money in a responsible way. It's like beliefs about self. Mm -hmm. It's, it's things like, you know, I want to get this PhD, but I don't believe that I'm smart enough to do that. Yeah. It's, I want to be a songwriter, but I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm cut out for it. So instead I'm going to, you know, work jobs that I hate. And so help me figure out how to exist yeah. in jobs that I know I hate and that have repeatedly not worked for me. Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't think I'm worthy of pursuing my passion. Perfect. Okay. So, um, with that, and, and like you said, you, you're working on this as a hobby. So how many hours a week are you roughly putting towards your business proper? And then, and people say working in and on a business, but, um, I like to say, you know, putting hours in, into your business is like, um, creating content, talking with potential clients and that, and then, um, on is more of like actually working with the clients you do have, making sure that they're getting the results that you want to see, that they want to see. So yeah. how many hours, I mean, I guess combined first is, are you actually putting into your business? Combined, I would say 15 to 20. Okay, perfect. And then if you split those out, how many hours is actually client work and how many hours is actually like business work? <laughs> yep. Yep. I'd say probably depending on the week, like three to five hours is client work okay. and the rest is business work. Okay. No. And that totally makes sense. And I like how you say, depending on the week, cause some weeks I'm like, you know what I really want to do? Binge watch Outlander on my couch. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, right. That's right. Oh my gosh. I'm watching that. I'm watching it again. It's bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm literally, literally listening to the audiobooks and rewatching the TV. I have a yep. problem. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to do it. You know that something is going to make you happy. So you're going to rewatch it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, I get it. Some weeks you, you just not going to put as many hours in this week as you would think that you should maybe, but it's okay. Yep. It'd be okay. That's right. Are you ready to start your online business, but don't know what to do first? Check out TDM Funnels. 
TDM Funnels is an all-in-one platform designed specifically for female entrepreneurs. It's easy to set up and start selling your products or services online with no coding needed. With a one-time fee, you get access to the entire suite of tools that will help you run your business from start to finish. Go check it out now because guess what? They sponsored this podcast. So, um, so roughly about 15 hours. Now, when you're working like on your business, like, you know, putting hours into growing it, what are you actually spending your time on? Yeah. So, um, lately it's been, I, you know, have recently, like I mentioned in my voicemail, I've recently started a podcast. And so, you know, a lot of that is building out kind of the, what the like free content is going to be for my, for my audience and for my clients. So like how they can engage with me and get to know me before deciding to become a client. So that's like my Instagram. So my Instagram, I, you know, share a lot of, I do a lot of like, you know, like mini blogging on my Instagram. Like blogging, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like, um, yeah. So creating content for that, writing for that. And that's kind of like throughout the week as like inspiration strikes me, I'll just start writing something and then eventually post it to Instagram. It's a lot of engaging with Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm try, I try to be very intentional about engaging with replying to folks on social media um, and building those relationships with people because a number of my clients have, have come to me that way. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's between like social media and um, the podcast right now. Content creation to be, I mean, to kind of put it all in one big bucket. Okay. Yep. So um, any business that um you run no matter what there's three main things that you need to work on um and focus on as the ceo of your business now it doesn't matter if your business is a baby 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 like no clients like barely has anything to a business that's as big as like coca-cola for example it doesn't matter as a CEO, you have three things that you need to work on um, over and over and over again. Um, it, I mean, I look at mine at minimum every six months, right? Just to make sure that they're all on track. So um, the first thing is your budget, right? And your budget dictates a few things. How much money you have coming in, how much money you have coming out, making sure your business is profit positive, right? So the idea is you're making at least a dollar a month, right? That's profit positive at that point. Um, and then it also looks at where your goals are going to be over the next two, three, five, eight, eighteen, 18, however many months, right? Because that dictates what you're going to do sales wise, right? So if your goal is to sign a client a month, well, if your close rate is 30%, you know, that kind of shows how many people you need to talk to every single month, qualified people you need to talk to every single month. Uh, to make those sales, right? So the first thing, like I said, is, is the finance side of your business, right? The second thing is the marketing side of your business that, uh, and that goes into your content, your podcast, the free stuff you're giving out to, to people to get to know you and really, you know, give them a step up in their lives, even though they, they're not giving them any money, um, your funnels and, and what you're going to say and when you're going to say it, um, your social media content, your graphics, I mean, all of that, your videos, your all of it, right? Mm-hmm. That all goes under marketing um, or advertising or marketing and advertising, however you want to say it, right? Right. Um, if you're running paid ads, you're definitely going to use the word advertising, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, right? So that's the second thing you need to work on. And then the third thing you work on is your um, operations or your processes, however you want to say that. And that's, you know, um, 
building out the programs you're going to put people through so you know um, kind of the questions you want to ask right away in your first meeting and what they're going to get after they sign a contract and how your invoicing works and um, you know how many posts you're going to be put, putting out and what kind of time that means and all of that so as I was talking to you um, it sounds like right now you're focusing on one of the three <laughs> Yeah. Which is honestly to me and to me as well is one of the most fun parts. I mean, I own a marketing agency, so obviously I like it, but yes. uh, in marketing and content creation and, you know, kind of spilling your soul to the world, if you're, if you're okay with that, depending on the person, right, uh, is, is the fun part, at least to me as well, um, because it allows me to be super creative um, and be able to reach out to people that I obviously want to reach, right? which is great, but you're neglecting the processes and the money side of things, which uh -huh. actually makes it a business, right? And some people flip that and they, they focus on, you know, the financial side of things, which is really fun to them and they're not working on marketing. Well, <laughs> that's yeah. great if you want to make money, but if you're not going to market anything, never going to make right? So it just depends on what you think is fun. And yeah. I, I agree with you. Creating content to me is fun. Obviously, yeah. I like podcasts. I like to talk. I like to just, you know, I like to spew my shit. So yeah. Yep. Um, so that is one thing I, I want you to think about here as we kind of talk along the along here is that you need to focus on all three in almost equal increments, right? Mm. I, and it sounds really crazy, but if you're focusing on operations well, that makes your marketing and your finances even easier. If you're focusing on finances well, it makes your marketing like a thousand, please just understand this makes a thousand times easier to market, right? Because you know how much time and money is going into things. Yep. And you can see the ROI, right? So it's all, it all needs to be equal in your business. And if you can't do it for whatever reason, like for the longest time, I could not figure out my money. I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do it. And some of it was mindset, like you said, and some of it was just, I have no math skills. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. You ask, ask me to add two plus two and I'm like, is that six? Like, uh -huh. I don't know. Okay. So I have that hired out, right? Because I know that if I do it, the IRS is going to come and get me something. <laughs> right? Now, does that mean that I don't do a budget every single month? Absolutely not. No. But when it comes to the actual like nitty gritty of it, like I'm not, I'm not touching it, I'm not touching it. But I still, as the CEO, have to focus on the budget because I don't have a CFO for my business, right? And that's their job if you had one. So unfortunately, as the business owner, you won't wear those hats, all three, the CEO, CFO, and COO, right? Chief. Mm -hmm. Uh, executive offer, chief financial officer, and chief operations, right? So until you have a business big enough that you can hire those out, you've got to do them. <laughs> yeah. All three. So that is my first thing to talk about is um, working on figuring out uh, that first, this first week that you, you start working on kind of changing how you're working things is figuring out how you're going to do it right mm -hmm. um and what days like i know i pay bills on fridays like all of my contractors know this all of everybody knows this mm -hmm. <laughs> right i pay bill i sit down for every friday morning i don't do it at night i don't do it in the middle of the day i do it in the morning and i sit down and i play all my bills right because then i know they're done um and then i i also contract or not contract um take my budget that i have in any make sure they match right mm -hmm. and on the, the, the last day of the month usually the 30th 31st whatever the last you know business day usually is um i sit down and i do my budget for the next month and a week before that i had already done my goals for the next month so i can see what my goals would fit into my budget right and so this first week that you're kind of working on moving your 
hobby to a business, I want you to take a step back and kind of look at your month and go, okay, here are the you know five things I need to make sure I accomplish to make sure my processes are written down and I have good ones and you know my budget set. What are the what are those things? List them all out and then kind of put yourself on a schedule, right? So that you know, okay, I just got to spend an hour or two just doing this this day. Like I know I've got to. It sucks for whatever reason if you hate it, but I got to do it, right? So that uh-huh. first week is figuring out time for all three. Um, and I can actually send you after this, um, for those listening, you have to go into the business success school to get this, but um, I can send you a list of things that I do every single month to make sure that my business keeps running smoothly. Awesome. Uh, and I, I'm also on the, on the flip side of that. I make sure just as a pro tip note thing for everyone listening and for you, I make sure my husband has it as well. Um, mm. just cause if heaven forbid I end up in the hospital or something happens to me, I want him to be able to step, not step into my shoes, but get into everything and at least shut it down <laughs> if he needs sure. or, you know, <laughs> get in contact with the people that can or whatever, mm-hmm. um, so that my business either can continue running for those, you know, three weeks that I'm in the hospital or whatever, or he can, he can take care of things that need to be taken care of and no one gets gypped or whatever. So um, I make sure he has that list um, so that, and as I update it too, he has it so that he can he can deal with it if he has to, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to <laughs> understand that. He does not want to, but in case he needs to. Um, and so you just know that you probably should give a list to somebody in case something happens. It's like a will for all your shit, but it's mm-hmm. business, right? Yeah. It's everything. So that for this first week, I want you to take time to like actually look at everything that you're doing in your business now and everything you should be doing in your business, just compile a giant list um, and figure out which ones are important, right? Not everything is super important in a business um, and make sure you just have time for it, right? And and it because the, the, the stuff behind the scenes matters just as much as the stuff in front of the scenes, okay? Uh-huh. Then um, after that first week and you have everything kind of figured out, then it's actually creating stuff, right? Or, creating the process to get things done, right? You have a day you need to do it, but you also have to have a process. Like all of my standard operating procedures, SOPs, whether it go, it goes all the way down to how to create an Instagram post for a client to how to invoice someone, right? I mean, any and every, everything you do, I write it down in a Google Doc and I have it outlined just like um, you would outline like, I don't know, like a paper. I guess. Uh-huh. So it's easy to find. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just at the top. Um, and the reason I have that is because someday when your business gets bigger, and especially if you want to keep your full-time job, you're going to run out of time, right? Uh-huh. Just yeah. What's going to happen. But a lot of people run into this issue when they, when they run out of time and they go to fire themselves from a job in their business, they don't actually have a process of how they do things. They're just kind of like do them, which is totally fine. But when you hire somebody to do it, they're going to do it their way then. And yep. you're going you're gonna to churn through a bunch of contractors or employees, however you do it. Um, and it's going to create a problem. So um, that, this, that second week, once you have everything you should be doing, uh, the second week is really creating a process for the main important stuff. And then just kind of, I, I literally sit down like once a month or if I, or if I know for a fact I'm redesigning a process by doing it, mm-hmm. um, I'll write it down at the same time. But I sit down once a month, kind of like look over everything, make sure everything's in there, make sure I didn't change anything, you know, cause like if you change a program that changes the process, Yeah, <laughs> it sounds really crazy, but it's true. So I want you that second week to actually write 
down your SOPs, right? Standard operating procedure for X, Y, and Z, right? And that covers not only stuff that's in your business, but stuff that you do for clients as well. So let's say I'm a client that, that said, okay, Aubrey, I want to work with you. Help me out. Help me figure out my life, get my shit together. I'm losing my mind. I can't do it. Um, you know, it's, because I don't think I'm worth money. And so my business is unorganized. And I'm not making any money and all this stuff. Right. And I say, okay, Audrey, let's, or Aubrey, let's do this. What would happen after that? I mean, meaning like I've talked to a client and they say, I want to become a client. I have my like welcome email that I send them with their paperwork to fill out. Okay, perfect. And what happens to that paperwork afterward? I have, a, I file it in my Google docs, my Google drive kind of like organized. Okay, system. and is it a signed contract or is it just like paperwork, like what's your name and what's your number? It's, there is one document that is a signed contract. Everything else is just like, what's your name? What's your, yeah, info. Info, okay, cool. Now, is there a way you could streamline that a little bit? Probably. Yeah, probably. Right, okay, <laughs> so you know what I mean? And making your job easier. And the thing is, is you don't have to change that right now, but you also have to realize, okay, when I send that, that welcome email, it takes me three hours to get a client completely onboarded because I have to manually move everything. Yeah. You know, and that's totally. something you can slowly work on as you go. But if you don't know that that's actually taking you time, AKA you haven't written down how you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> find a program that'll help you out or can't hand that off to a VA and say, Hey, Jocelyn, you know, email, talk to jocelynjcopac.com. Uh, she just said she's going to work with me. It's going to be $600 a month. And can you send her a welcome email? You can't do that because there's, there's no process, right? So right. that's the kind of stuff I'm thinking or talking about. And then after they fill out all the documents, you know, do they, do they sign up for all of their coaching calls? Do they sign up for their initial coaching call? Um, do you send them a gift? Like, oh my God, thank you so much for being, you know, for loving me, right? Do you do that? Like, you know, and all of that stuff all matters, right? And a lot of yeah. people forget about it, right? Because it's just, it's a lot or they're, they're just doing it themselves. And then eventually they sign like their 20th client that they already have 15 before them and they forget about them and then shit hits the fan and it happens. It just happens. Yeah, totally. So, Writing down your SOPs would be your second week, and it's it's going to take you a good chunk of time, and that's why yeah, out on a weekly basis because it's it's stuff that you don't even think about like that, right? And then, yeah. but it matters, right? And especially if you're going to hire stuff out eventually, which you probably will, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to have you know three hours to schedule out your social media all the, every you know every week or every couple of weeks, right? So that's the first two. Does that kind of make sense so far? Absolutely. Uh, and it's not even, it's because you know your business and I, I would talk to your mindset a little bit more if I, if I knew that you didn't think you were capable of running a business, but you know for a fact you are um, just by talking to you and you know that that's your problem of hobby to business that switch, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so it's not a necessarily a mindset thing, it's, it's a pathway thing, like how am I going to get yeah. there? absolutely you know like and and i get it dude i totally get it um and you can't i literally we were, we were talking right before we hopped on but um i'm starting a bakery right and yeah <laughs> i like my microsoft excel has gotten a workout in the last two weeks like let me <laughs> Because like the way I originally, originally, you know, thought of my path, I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be like this. And then I figured it out and I was like, holy shit, can't be like that. Got to redo yep. it. Then yep. I would talk to me and be like, oh, I need to add that in. Have to redo it. Right. And over and over and over again. And then I sat down yes. last night 
kind of cracks me up. This girl had already started a bakery, is now a coach for people trying to start restaurants and bakeries. And so like asked her three questions and I was like, oh my God, that would have like saved me hours. (laughs) 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 You know, and I chalk it up to a learning experience. That's great. I mean, it helped me out, but um, you know, mentally helped me out for getting through the process, but you know, just basically talking to someone helps. Right. So yes. Anyway, that's the basis of that. So then, so it's your first two weeks, right? And at that point, you're probably like, oh, I need a break. <laughs> Sweating. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, your third week, though, is really sitting down and setting yourself goals, right? Because um, before we hopped on for everyone listening, I did actually ask her how much she's making and what her goal amount is. And she said, couple hundred, couple thousand, which is not a monetary goal. <laughs> no, it's not. That is not a smart goal. It's not a sparkle. Like, uh, yeah, a couple thousand. Is that 2,000 or eight? Like, sure. I mean, it depends what you think, right? So that third week, I want you to, and however you do, you know, your goal setting, if you, you know, if you meditate or if you journal it out or if you just kind of like write it down and think about it for a little bit and then write it down again and then kind of tweak it as you go, it really depends on how you set goals. I'm, I'm not going to tell you how to do that, but you need to set yourself some goals, some actual tangible goals, client numbers. Um, satisfaction rate, success rate, rate, all things that are really, really important for any coaching business. Monetarily is also important, obviously the full-time job. So this is side hustle money. So it's not money that you need to live, but it's money that you need to play kind of thing. Get that. But at the same time, you still want to set those goals, right? And then, I mean, goals all the way down to, okay, I have a podcast. How many listeners do I want on my podcast? How many downloads do I want every single week? How many new emails do I want to get you know, when I say, hey, this podcast is brought to you by whatever freebie you're going to put out, you know, and how many, how many of those listeners do I want to convert? What do I want my sales conversion rates to be? Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to get people on calls to talk to me and, and do a consultation and I'm going to kind of scrub away the surface to see if they're even, you know, qualified to work with me and I'm qualified to work with them. But, um, you know, are, are they, are they what they need to be? Right. Uh-huh. So, that would be my next step is writing down your goals, actually writing them down. Um, for those listening, can't see it, but I have a binder. I don't know if you can hear it, but I have a binder that literally says my goals, <laughs> right? And I set my goals uh, usually at a yearly basis, right? Because I, I set them pretty high and I watch myself get to them um, because that's just how I do <laughs> But I love it. I love it. You, how you want to get to your goals. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, you need to make sure that you are, you have them written down, you have them in front of you, you're re looking at them again, figuring out, you know, when you're spending time on things, you're looking at them. I look at my goals every single month and I look at my budget. So I tend to look at goals on Fridays again, right? Because I'm looking at my budget. All kind of just happens at the same time. Um, And you need to make sure you're looking at them over and over again, right? Because that's part of actually reaching things is, you know, reaffirming that you can and that they are uh-huh. <laughs> there <laughs> to be reached. So writing on your goals. And then the last thing is actually setting yourself out a plan on how to reach them. That's the last week, right? You don't want to write down goals and set out a plan all at the same time because guess what? You're going to change your goals. I guarantee you three days after you set your goals, you're going to be like, oh my God, I completely forgot about that. Or I didn't even think that I should even include that. But now that I'm talking to this next person, I'll be like, oh, shit yeah that was something else that i need to do so give that's why i like to split it out you know any sort of change over a good chunk of time um uh-huh. you're going to find things especially as a business owner especially as a creative um something that's in tune with themselves at least you're going to find that you're you know you're going to wake up in the middle of the night and be like oh 
damn it, Jocelyn, like you just completely forgot about that. Like, gotta write that down so I can add it in, right? So <laughs> and that is well, it happens. Weirdest things. I have I've literally slept and like come up with ideas all at the same time. Wow. Because you know that that's yeah. what you need to do. So don't like I but I, I specifically picked a note, like Samsung Galaxy Note, right? That's got a pen. So mm-hmm. I can wake up in the middle and I take my pen out and write on my screen and go back to the screen. That's smart. Because <laughs> it happens. Or like, I'll be laying there for like, you know, 15 minutes after you wake up and like all of a sudden it'll hit me and I'll be like, oh, I should probably write that. So that last week is putting a plan in place on actually hitting those goals. Um, right. And so if your goal is to just make, you know, $2,000 outside of your business while also looking at the time, right? So I only yep. want to do 15 hours a week on my business, but I also want to make two grand. So what does that mean? For yep. Me, right. So, um, that, that would be the best, my best advice on how to get your hobby from a business or your bit, geez, your hobby to yeah. a business. <laughs> yes. I was with you. I was with you. Okay, good. Hopefully everyone listening was with me too, because then that you know, <laughs> doesn't make me sound like I, I, I maybe, I don't know what I'm about. Uh, <laughs> right? So does that give you a decent pathway to kind of get yourself out of like how yes. to play, play, play to, okay, oh, I do have to put just a little bit of responsibility. <laughs> yes. And I think, I mean, I think this is so helpful because I mean, it has me thinking about it. And so, I mean, from the very first thing you said that like, there are the three focus areas and I'm like really leaning into one only <laughs> and I have to you know but it's just it's just such a such a reframe of how I, and I mean that's what's going to get me out of that that hobby mindset because if I'm thinking about it like oh here's some cool shit I can post to social mm-hmm. and it's you know it's like this is a thing I would do for fun anyway mm-hmm. versus oh I just have to like I need to build in like the habits and the activities of a business mm-hmm. and have those be the regular parts of what I'm doing and how I'm thinking about this. Then like, I mean, literally in like, I was jotting down notes as we were talking, I'm already thinking about it so much differently. <laughs> so, but no, this is, I think this is like, and like you said, it's, you know, I have the commitment and the belief that I can, can run a business. I can do this. It's just, but having these kind of concrete um, strategies is really, really, really helpful. So I can already see how this is going to be a path to get me, you know, in, you in a better place. You're going to come this. back. You're going to come back. We're going to do like a special episode in like, I don't know. <laughs> and she's going to be like, so yeah, so like I'm a multimillionaire now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. So well, let's just. I think, I think I would piss my pants. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate success story. Right. I'd be like, all right, where's my money now? <laughs> No doubt. You would be owed a big cut of that. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'd be like, so like, I, I got like equity in your business, right? That, that mm-hmm. was when you came on my podcast and so I got equity, right? I've got an email saying that. I don't know. You didn't that's get right. It. I All think right. that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love it. I love it. So for everyone listening, because you know, I, I ramble on and chat and whatever else, just so you guys have a decent uh, like quick recap of what we did um, is, you know, Aubrey has a coaching business. She's a life coach. She definitely got her niche figured out. She knows what she wants to help with. She knows what she can help with. Um, but the biggest problem for her is since she does work a full-time job, it's, it's, it's been a playtime, right? Her building her business is a creative outlet for her, which is great. But at some point your creativity should and probably 
have to make money. So that's what we were talking about today um, is taking her hobby, you know, her play hobby of a business of coaching and really helping people and something she enjoys to actually making it a business and ideally monetizing it, making it profitable. So the three focus areas you should be looking at, no matter what business you have, no matter where you're at in business is your finances, your marketing, and your operations or your processes, however you want to say that. So um, we laid out a 30-day-ish strategy for her uh, to figure out um, where she's going to make time for all three, right? And the, the theory of batching, which I don't know if we talked about, um, is when, when you market, do marketing or content, you just batch and do all three, you know, or all, mm-hmm. all, all your content for a week in like three hours, right? Uh, and then you use it for the week, and that's kind of where that time thing comes in. Is it's a lot easier when you can do it in batches for any of the big three. You just get it done. <laughs> Yep. Right. And then you can go back to focusing on what you really, really love. Um, the second week um, is writing down those SOPs, really getting into the nitty gritty of how it's happening and why it's happening. Even looking at the amount of time you're spending on it, because if you can find a program or you can simplify a process, you should, maybe not right away, but in the, in the future when you're looking at, oh my gosh, I have no time. Oh, well, you know, I'm spending three hours doing this. I probably could cut it down to one. Um, week three, looking at the goals that you actually have for your business, where you want to be seeing you know, change where you want to, you know, your success rates, who you want to be helping, why you want to be helping them, how much money you want to be making, the whole nine. And then lastly, putting a plan in place to actually get there um, and and what that means for you, right? If you're going for 15 hours a week, how you're splitting that up, um, what kind of sales you're looking at, um, the pricing you're looking at, things like that, uh, to make sure that your business can actually be healthy and profit positive. I want to thank you again, Aubrey, for being on. It's been a pleasure and super, super fun. Thanks so much for having me. I created the Feminine CEO Lounge podcast to help you build a thriving business by listening to the interviews of successful women entrepreneurs as they provide the challenges, the obstacles, and really the way that they achieved their success. We put out new episodes every single week and we don't want you to miss a single one of them. So do this now for me. Hit the subscribe button and at the end, when you're done listening to this episode and if you loved what we had to say, leave us a review on whatever you're listening on, especially Apple, and that way we can reach more people.